Well, hello, and welcome to the Exam Room Podcast brought to you by the Physicians Committee. Hi there. I am the weight loss champion, Chuck Carroll. Thanks for giving the show a download this week. Greatly appreciate it, whether you got it off of Apple Podcasts or Spotify. CastBox is another one. We just appreciate so much that you're taking a little bit of time and spending it with us. I got to tell you that this week's show is going to be a little bit different. This week's show is all about inspiration. It's about hope. It's about commitment, dedication, determination, motivation. It's about love and it's about taking the biggest lemon that life can throw at you and making the best lemonade that you have ever tasted. Today, you are going to hear the story of Starla Maurer and her husband, Rick. And I'll use the term rock star quite a bit, but Starla really looks like one and she has the personality to match. Now, I didn't meet her until she actually came in for this interview, but I felt like I did know her in a sense because I had heard so much about her. She's been featured in a lot of the presentations that our doctors give to other physicians. And as soon as I saw her, I knew exactly why they did. So without giving too much away about their story, I can tell you that Starla, like so many of us, first became interested in a plant-based diet because of her own health concerns. Her blood pressure was way out of control, even though she was working as a fitness instructor. And she was worried that things were only going to get worse. Was there diabetes in her future? Was heart disease in her future? All of this was on her mind. So, wanting to clean up her life, she volunteered to participate in one of the studies that was being conducted by our director of research, Dr. Hanna Kaliova. Now, you're also going to hear from her on the show today. Here's the thing about Starla that you really need to know is that she doesn't just dip her toe into anything. No, 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 there will be no dipping. Starla goes all in. I'm talking cannonball right into the deep end. And this study was no exception. And that commitment, I use the word commitment at the top of the show. How is this for commitment? She was so committed to this study that she even got the word vegan tattooed on her forearm. She got vegan tattooed on her forearm. She was going to give her all to this study. And she did. She absolutely gave 110% for a while. Until her life changed on a dime. Changed in an instant. It was her wedding anniversary. And there were big plans for a fancy dinner, a night out on the town. She'd even called ahead to make sure that there would be something plant-based on the menu to eat. She worked carefully with that restaurant. But instead of going to the restaurant, they went to the hospital. And that was when her husband, Rick, was suddenly and unexpectedly diagnosed with cancer. But it was what happened next that makes Starla and Rick's story so remarkable. 
through the shock and through the tears, she still managed to stay committed and push onward with her new plant-based journey. Only now, Rick was right there beside her as he battled for his life. And on today's show, you're going to be right there on that journey with them. Starla and Rick and Dr. Kaliova, they will all be here and they will all be opening up about that emotional time, the ups, the downs, and every single day in between. What you're about to hear is really a love story like no other. And hopefully, it can be inspiration to anyone who's battling this horrific disease. Continuing here on the Exam Room Podcast, brought to you by the Physicians Committee with the weight loss champion, Chuck Carroll. Hello. Appreciate you still being here with us. And you know me. I love a good success story. I absolutely adore it. There's nothing more in this world that excites me than to hear somebody that has had this incredible transformation. And lo and behold, we have a brand new story to tell today. With that, we welcome Starla Maurer to the show. Welcome, Starla. Oh, thank you for having me. Let me start by saying that your energy is just infectious. <laughs> it is. <laughs> I'm always hyper. Let, let me let me describe Starla here for those of you who are listening to this uh, on the podcast, and and then I would encourage you also to go take a look on YouTube. Uh, Starla has a bevy of tattoos on her arm, both <laughs> arms, including a dog paw and vegan. I oh, I love that on the right forearm. It says vegan with the little leaf there. Oh yeah. I mean, you were you were all the way up the arm. <laughs> Why don't you just go with the full sleeve, Starla? I, I'm thinking about it. I'm thinking about. It. I'm going to do one side holistic medicine and the other side vegan now, everybody knows that is commitment right there it is and it, it what it wasn't always like that for you was it? no it wasn't it wasn't so talk to me before we get into your transformation and all of that what led you to the point where you actually did need to make this change <laughs> well i i initially started in about 2011 i had gone to the doctor and she was like and this was before i had come here to um Barnard Clinic. Mm-hmm. I'd gone to the doctor and they were like, your weight is up, your cholesterol's up, this is up, that's up. And I went through medication after medication after medication. And it and each medication they put me on for blood pressure, I would get sick. I got sick. I swelled up. Um, they were giving me medication for hormones. Uh, just you name it. And I just sort of went through all of this. And I thought, well, let me just take meat out of my diet. So in 2011, I took meat out of my diet. That was just a spur of the moment thing? Did you read anything online? Yeah, I have uh, over the years. And, you know, I've, I've read, gosh, in... In the 90s, uh, Dr. Dean Ornish, I read his book, Reversing Heart Disease. Mm-hmm. And so I just went ahead and thought, well, let me just take meat out of my diet and see how that works. It was just meat. Okay, so we left the dairy in there. I left the dairy and the eggs. And really, there was very little change, but I thought I was doing something okay. Okay. So then um, as time went on, that's when I got – I actually had shoulder surgery. Oh. I'm a fitness instructor, so I – yeah, I picked up my dog. <laughs> really that's big how dog. You, you're a fitness instructor and you injure your shoulder <laughs> picking up your dog. Well, he was an 80-pound uh, 
pit bull, and he was my baby, and he had had a stroke, so he had to go to the bathroom. So took him outside. So I lifted him back up, and I heard this pop, and I thought, well, that doesn't sound good. (laughs) It's probably going to hurt later. Uh, So um, I ended up having shoulder surgery. It was the rotator cuff, rotator cuff, biceps tendon, and the biceps. Oh, oh, you did a number (laughs) on yourself. I did. It was awesome. Wow, just awesome. So I. You know, I saw this advertisement when I was in, you know, recovering for, you know, go completely vegan. And I I would tell people that I was vegan-ish. Ish. Ish. Uh-huh. Or a chigan. A you know, chi- vegan until you cheat. <laughs> so, <laughs> so one of the two. So I decided to come in here and see all about it. Now, in the meantime, I had changed over to Barnard Clinic. And the first thing the doctor said when I went in there, she was like, well, why are you taking this medication? I don't know. That's what they told me to take, you know, for blood pressure. And she says, well, this is, you know, great for prostate and blood pressure. And I said, all I remember saying to her was, well, I guess my prostate's fixed. So... So so I was just like, wow, these people are really, you know, Barnard Clinic really took the time. They did an EKG. They checked everything. They knew I was fit, but it was like everything else just kept falling apart. So when I saw this opportunity to be a part of the study, I thought, well, let's do it. So let's let's talk about that study. It was it was the TEF study. So you see yes. this and what were you being studied for? Well, initially here, I was being studied for the effects of low-fat vegan diet and metabolism. Mm -hmm. So I thought it was awesome. Mm -hmm. Um, I was also accepted into the study um, at the same time. uh, Yale University was asking for some of us if we would consider going to Yale. And it was basically you just laid in an MRI machine. and but it was a really small machine. <laughs> <laughs> You're claustrophobic, are you? No, not at all. Okay, but okay, I mean, I was good. in there, and I just said play music, and they were way cool about it. Oh. So, so I and that was the effects of low fat vegan diet on A one C and type two diabetes. Now right. I didn't have those, but my A one C was like knocking on diabetes door. Okay, you're right. So there. I was right there. Okay, so. The way they did it was we went in and everybody did the initial study, lay under the tent, look at your – and I just about had a stroke when I saw – you know, because when they were doing the body scan, mm-hmm. <laughs> all you see is this little blob. And I was like, oh, my God, is that me? Oh. So – but I went out and I guess it's a random pick. So I opened my paper and Dr. Hannah happened to be standing there and I – and of course, I'm the only one jumping up and down, going, "Woohoo! I get to be vegan!" <laughs> <laughs> so we were dancing in a circle, just jumping around. So I was really excited. So, being an overachiever, I started the diet the following week, especially after I got my my test results, all the blood work and everything that came in the mail. I just panicked. I just flipped out when I saw how bad it was. Let, yeah, let's talk about that. What what did you see that really concerned you so much? It was the A1C. I was 0.1, uh, one, I guess, unit away from having to go on medication. Ah. And I just thought, oh, no. And my cholesterol was up, which it's never been. And obviously, I was taking two kinds of blood pressure medications, and it was... 
too. Wow. Yeah. So it was it was really, you know, and and I'm still teaching fitness classes, but I'd never I just was always tired and, you know, my father had high blood pressure and I just remember he would sleep all the time and I just thought I can't, I can't do this. What was I your just, blood pressure? Do you remember? <laughs> uncontrolled? Uncontrolled. Yeah, it was 179 over 119. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. it's a little up there. Just, just a <laughs> I had a little bit of a headache. Just a skosh. <laughs> Mine was like that in high school when I was, you know, I really wasn't doing much in terms of exercise at that particular time. And then over the years, obviously, I continued to get heavier. But I remember, like, I was already gorging on fast food once, twice a day. And my blood pressure was like 180 over 110, 115, somewhere in the same ballpark. Oh. And um, and they put me on beta blockers when I was still in high school. Wow, isn't that isn't that crazy? Yeah, that's nuts. So I I completely understand your eyes just kind of like popping off the paper that day, and then yeah. wanting to get your BP under control. But two medications that's that's two medications. Yeah, and was that was that working for you? It was working, and it, and then obviously it was you know it was here at Barnard Clinic that I, that they put me on the two. You know, and the doctor said you've got to you've got to get all the oils and get the fat out of your diet, and you know, I and I thought oils. Okay, this never dawned on me, dairy. Oh, right. <laughs> dairy, it never. I mean, dairy was the magic component. Hmm. So you know, but that was it was really bad. It, so it was a, a mess. So before you. I guess even entertain the idea of going vegetarian. You said you had eliminated meat uh, a while back, but I mean, what was your perception of what really healthy nutrition was? Because you're a fitness instructor. People oh. look at you and they're like, "Man, Starla, she's a fitness instructor. She knows what's what's the deal." Oh yeah. So uh, what what was your thinking there? Oh well, you know what it is. <laughs> I would like to hear you yeah. say it anyway. Okay, <laughs> brown rice, chicken, chicken, turkey, tuna, and uh, beef. Uh-huh. Like very low fat, the the chewy kind of disgusting yep. beef, yep. Um, and broccoli. Uh huh. And there you go. Well, there's nothing wrong with the brown <laughs> rice and broccoli. No, there's nothing wrong with the brown rice and broccoli. But then, you know, when you put the other stuff on on your plate, that's right. when you start getting into trouble. Right. And so, for so many years, I did fitness competitions, and you know. It was funny. The last competition I did, I actually won the master's division. And I came home with this beautiful trophy, these beautiful medals, and a beautiful case of kidney stones. Oh. (laughs) And it took three months to clear it up. And it still didn't dawn on me, what are you doing? Wow. How about that? I like to take the scenic route in life. Yeah. So uh, g- give me an example of your uh, pre-study diet. I'm assuming it wasn't brown rice, broccoli, and some meat. <laughs> no. It was usually like a, uh, scrambled eggs in the morning, mm-hmm. some type of egg, and brown rice. Mm-hmm. And then for lunch, it was lunch meat on brown bread. Right. <laughs> On brown bread. Whole wheat. (laughs) Compromise. Whole wheat-ish. Yeah. Wheat-ish. Wheat-ish. It's like she's vegan-ish. I'm sensing a theme here. It is. It's a theme. I create my own road. (laughs) So, and then dinner was usually just, you know, we just would throw anything on the table. And my children are just like, nothing green. 
So we just, we didn't have anything green at that time. Yeah. And my kids are old. So I still, so when they were little, I sort of got into that habit of nothing green. Mom eats the green stuff. Gotcha. So that's, that's how we lived. And the other thing was, I can't even say it now without choking, but protein shakes. Yeah, that's, that's the big one, isn't it? (laughs) The protein shake. And of course, you know, the minute you, you do that, you know, the, my back, my kidneys are like, la, 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 la. Yeah. Was it the whey protein? Oh, yeah. Oh, has to be. Yeah, of course. Yeah. Of course. <laughs> Wouldn't be pea protein. That would just be silly. <laughs> no. Yeah. yeah. But no, I, I vegan, it. ooh, it's gross. I mean, that's so prevalent. It's uh, in the fitness industry, you know, whey protein. I mean, you go to any gym in America and really they have it right behind the counter. Yeah, you. muscle milk yeah. is behind the counter. It's, yeah. it's the worst thing you could ever you know, now I know. I right. just run past it. I don't see you. <laughs> head down, head down, head down. Um, all right. So let's let's talk about um, – actually, before we get to the study again, I want to ask, you know, growing up, what was your diet like? Were you always kind of w- what you considered to be a healthy individual? Because obviously you went into the fitness industry eventually. Yeah. I, well, you know, I had older parents. I was adopted. So I had older parents. Um, and, yeah, I was healthy. I would was always running around doing whatever. My parents – I hate to say this, are old hippies, or they were old I hippies. Love it. I love it. Did they have the VW bus? <laughs> um, no, we had the little Metropolitan, this little teeny tiny car, and you know, then they had a car that like leaked gas because <laughs> she was just what she drove in just the seventies and. Southern California. Yeah, we used to sit in, you know, like in the, uh, the station wagon with the window open in the back, yep. facing backwards, inhaling. <laughs> oh, yeah. That's healthy. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Uh-huh. So, but no, I was, re- I was always really healthy. Okay. I was always healthy. I was a cheerleader. Duh. And... <laughs> I know. Oh my god! (laughs) So and and I also was you know would do gymnastics and was always at the beach. Yeah, okay. So So very active. I'm sure living in California, conscious of how you looked. Yes. Yeah. Yes. So you come to the study. Let's let's flash forward to uh, what just a couple years ago. Now you come to the study. You've just gotten this paperwork. A one C is not just knocking on the door. It's open it. You got your foot through it. Like you're right. You're right. Right. There. Talk to me about this change. Talk to me about day one when you set foot in there. Like were you skeptical <laughs> about what was going to happen? No, I was excited. Okay. Now the first thing I did when I decided to do this was I was like, let's commemorate this. Well, I'm going to get a tattoo. <laughs> so I tattooed vegan on and, my arm. And you did. And Wait, I did. And this was before you this finished was before the study? The stu- yes. Wow. You are all in. I was, I was all in. It was, that was it. I realized then that I was heading down a path. You know, in life, you sort of reach a crossroads and you're like, I can either do this or take the harder road and really make that change. And I knew I was ready to make the change. I was just... <laughs> Yeah, you got so, the tattoo. So I Hello. got the tattoo. So now I can't go back. No, right. I would never go back. But I decided to get the tattoo. But it was – if you can ever go and watch the first day of a study when Dr. Barnard comes in and, you know, he's just so cute. And everybody's in love with him. So he comes in and he starts saying what we can. I can see him blushing right now. <laughs> well, nobody ever wants to disappoint him because <laughs> he gets a look. You know, he's this look like – 
oh, you, you, you had a mistake this week? No, we don't do mistakes. And you never want to let him down. So No, he completely understands. No, <laughs> let's not. No, 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 no. He understands. Like we he does we understand. We just did the show uh, on food addiction. And he's like, you know, people, we are set up to fail. And yes. if you do fail, it's not necessarily your fault. You know? No, it and is. So it's, it's not a look of disappointment. No, it's, it's like you feel shame, like because you don't want to let <laughs> That's him. That's right. Down, I but don't. He, want I guarantee it. you, he's not disappointed in you. Well, he's you know he's like when he walks into a room, I just hear oh. <laughs> <laughs> Again, he's blushing. <laughs> so, but when he walked in and he told everyone what we could and couldn't have to eat. The minute he said, and no avocados, <laughs> you would have thought oh, somebody let off a nuclear bomb in there. Because the girl next to me turned around and Kelsey said, what? What are, you, what are we going to eat? <laughs> it was, and so what I had already started. Right. So being the overachiever. So and I just laughed. And it was, you know, I just thought, look, we're just not going to mess this up. We're just going to do it. You know, guys, we'll just find a way around it. Okay. And, and we did. So there wasn't a food that you were concerned about leaving behind because Absolutely what, not. what the fellow participant was saying is is not uncommon at all. I mean, we hear all the time, like, I would go on this diet. I would be completely plant-based if not for cheese, if not for chicken nuggets, whatever that one thing is mm -hmm. that people think that they can't live without. You didn't have that. No, I didn't. Wow. Because I knew that the my options were... And and people will tell you, when you start taking medications, the only thing that happens is you take more. Yeah. And there's no there's no turning back at, at some point. And I knew that the only way to be healthy and to prove to people that this is what really works is to stay completely plant-based. So it wasn't a thought of, oh, what am I missing? It was like, oh, my God, look what I can eat. And the <laughs> best part is... I don't weigh or measure anything. Yeah. I just eat. That's that my best? favorite. Isn't that the best? We it just is. did a show called Eat More, Weigh Less. And it, it completely, it's about the plant-based diet and how <laughs> like you don't have to count those calories because there are so fewer calories in plants than there are in your animal proteins and your animal products. Like it's right. just not even close. And oil. I mean, oil's the, oil's the worst. Yeah. Oil was really, and, you know, of course, people were like, well, what about coconut oil? <laughs> okay, it's oil. Yeah. Nine grams of fat is nine grams of fat is nine grams of fat. Look at you. So, look at you. I know. It's you star pupil. I love it. I, you, really, that's why you've got to talk to Starlin, the star pupil. Yeah. So, it just, yeah. it absolutely, and it made a huge difference. And the thing is, is what people don't understand is, yes, if you go plant based, but if you pull the fat out, you can taste your food. Yeah. And and that really – that's what people are looking for is when they get that first bite of food, they're looking for that taste. And, and it's there. If you take the garbage out of the way you fix it, the oils and the added fats and all this other stuff, then you can taste your food and you can decide what you like. And we tried – there were so many things that – and they would give us, like, these little snack things up there. I think there was only one thing I didn't like, and it was something that I've never liked before. It was a brownie. I, do, I don't like brownies. Again, you're an anomaly. <laughs> I also don't like chocolate chip cookies or ice cream. So well, that who was – Who is this person? <laughs>
I have no idea who you are right now. I know, a freak. I love it. So, I love it. Yeah. I love it. Very, You're very. our kind of freak, though. Yeah. You know? Yeah, plant-based. You, you fit right in. You yeah. Right is it, in. You know, when people have tried to, you know, give me, I've had the plant-based ice creams and stuff, yeah. and I think it's a texture thing with me. I just don't like it. Right. Um, but, I, but I do like, you know, my, my go-to now is Outshine Popsicles. And because they're fruit, there's no added sugars. It's okay. just fruit. And um, the other thing are those pretzels that you can stick in the toaster and then you put like mustard on them. Coo, those are good. Right on. The pretzels so, you can put in the toaster. Yeah. Ah. They're frozen pretzels. Cool. There's And there's no fat in them. Nice. I know. I love them. You know, I've, I've enjoyed a pretzel or two with the, with the mustard. Just yeah. run-of-the-mill yellow mustard. I don't need to go gourmet nope. with the Dijon. No. And that's the thing is you don't – people think it's so hard to do this. It's really not. You're over, people overcomplicate it. Yep. yep. And they just make it too hard. It's just like go to the store, fruits and vegetables, whole grains – you know, get a rice cooker or an Instapot. Instapot is great. Throw yeah. your rice in the bottom and your veggies in the top and you're done. Yeah. Set it and forget it. Yeah. That's another famous <laughs> infomercial would say. But isn't it funny, though? It's when, when you have that breakthrough and things start to click for you and you, you do finally start to realize that you can be healthy, it's like you kind of have this epiphany like, I've known this formula my entire life. It's not a magic formula. Right. It is eat your fruits, eat your vegetables. It is. keep your fat and your calories low and you're good to go. And like that's really, really about as simple as it gets. Like at its base, that's a plant-based diet. Right. You know? Right. And that was – but the other half to my story There we go. Is (laughs) – while I was in the study, I think I was in the third week, mm-hmm. and my husband was complaining about back pain. So went to Urgent Health, and they were like, you know, Urgent Care, whatever. They said, um, oh, you probably have kidney stones. Medication. And he was like, okay. So gets the medication. It doesn't get better. It doesn't get better. So it was our anniversary. Now, mind you, I called the restaurant before and talked to the the kitchen staff and said, hey, I'm a low-fat vegan. I'm in this study. I, I really need to be particular on what I eat. You know, can I sort of order something ahead? Right. Oh, sure. So Rick and I were supposed to go out. Rick's my husband. We we're supposed to go out to dinner that night. And he was walking around that day, and he was gray. Now, gray is not a good color for, mm-hmm. you know, someone. So he went to the emergency room. They did some checking, and they said, we seem to, you know, we think that your appendix is leaking. Um, You're going to have to stay and do surgery. The next day, they ran a bunch of tests. And, you know, it's bad when your friends are in the CT room with your husband. And um, they won't look at you when you walk in. And I knew exactly what it was. And they had it up on the screen. Um, He had colon cancer. And the cancer had broke through the colon wall and was spilling into his abdomen. Wow. And so the surgeon said, we're going to give him a colostomy the next day. And I was so flipped out. I didn't know what to do because it was so funny. I thought, I'm going to miss my class. <laughs> you can't miss classes. And so I was, wor- I was worried about him and I was worried about, you know, what was going on. But, you know, if he was going to have to have cancer, it couldn't have happened at a better time. Because everything I learned in my classes transferred to him. Mm-hmm. And the type of chemotherapy he was doing, which was, uh, it's oxaliplatin and 5-FU. Oxaliplatin side effects are you can't eat or drink anything cold. 
Mm-hmm. So it was all warm. Mm-hmm. You had to drink warm. You had to eat warm. And as the we went on, Rick started not being able to taste meat. So more and more... He started to be. He started to eat what I was eating, and realized he could taste the food that I ate: fresh fruits, fresh vegetables. And no, it wasn't a hundred percent organic. We got what we could get that was organic, uh, and you know, sometimes we did frozen stuff, you know, and cook it and things. And so he was able to taste that. Doctor Barnard, God love him, he called and said, you know. Bring him to class. When he's feeling better, bring him to class. Mm -hmm. So he came to a couple classes with me and realized that we started realizing in the infusion center, first of all, it shocked me to my core, which is why I will always stay vegan. I will always tell people, anyone who asks why I'm vegan, the first thing they offered him in the infusion unit, mind you, all these people in this room sitting around hooked up to all this medication going through their bodies. They're trying to live. They gave him a cheeseburger, potato chips, soda, tea with white sugar. <laughs> I just thought, wow. And so I, you know, you don't want to I'm someone who, yes, I'm wild and crazy, but I don't want to complain, especially in that situation. And I said, well, is there anything else? And they said, oh, well, he can have a salad. And they brought in the salad as long as he ate it before it was, you know, before it was time for the oxaliplatin to infuse. And it was covered with ham and salami. Is it one of those chef salads? <laughs> one of those. Yeah. yeah, I call it a different salad, but it's a chef salad. <laughs> I think I know. Same first syllable. Yeah. Anyway. Yeah. So and it was so they and it was covered in like some sort of creamy dressing. So I I, I finally told my study group. I, I said, I'm furious, and, and my voice was shaking, and, you know, and Dr. Barnard was like, what, you know, and Dr. Barnard and Dr. Hannah were there, and they, do, they did know, um, because they knew I was going to miss one week, Then that was the week he was in the hospital. Right. And um, so I said, why are these people fighting for their lives, and why is a hospital and people in this field feeding them, are, are they creating repeat customers? And that's exactly what they were doing. Mm-hmm. So Rick and I started. And if you ever go into an infusion unit, it's not as deep and dark as you think it is. It's sort of like a little party because everybody knows everyone's story. They're all doing the same thing. You guys are all, you know, fighting for your lives. And so it was, you know, people would laugh and joke. And one time they had music blasting and I jumped up, started to dance around. And so... So it's not that bad, but people were saying, why isn't your husband, why isn't he sick? And I'm like, oh, well, you know, what are you eating? My gosh, what you're eating, it smells so good. What are you eating? Why don't you look sick? Why doesn't he look sick? And so finally I started telling them. Also, I was doing holistic medicine, which my holistic side said, feed seasonally. You eat seasonally. You eat warm foods, which is what he needed to do. And you eat plant-based. Right. And that's exactly what we did. Right. He never got sick, never lost his hair. We continued to walk. We walked five miles four or five times a week, the two of us. Good for you. And I was still, you know, repairing the shoulder. Right. So that's exactly what we did. And so I can say with a smile, my husband is vegan. Outstanding. <laughs> and how's he, how's he doing today? He is 100% cancer-free. He had yeah. his... 
his colostomy was reversed this past November. He's lost 73 pounds. Good for him. And he... Um, he now, it was funny when he would go through the treatment, he would be hollering, you know, I don't want to do this. It's, you know, because it, and it is rough. But I would say, oh, stop it. Four-year-olds do this. Yeah. So last June, I decided to ride my bike to raise money for children's cancer. And this is another side effect of being vegan. My, I'm 57 years old. My recovery time is this yes nothing yes it's nothing i rode my bike in the month of june and taught eight to ten classes a week of aerobics and rode 807 miles and raised almost two thousand dollars just myself for children's cancer look at you go i know it was great that's fantastic and it's and the thing is is i'm fueled by plants and i will tell everyone i'm fueled by plants you know what strikes me as as you reveal your age obviously i was never going to ask you (laughs) but your you your skin is glowing you you just have you have this healthy skin and eventually we will do an episode of the exam room where we talk about the uh, dermatological effects of a (laughs) plant-based diet but really you you do not have the face of a typical 57-year-old no. woman at all. No, I do. Right now, I volunteer um, twice a week, and I teach yoga at a drug and alcohol rehab. And a guy yesterday, just yesterday, said to me, well, I can't do this. I mean, I'm 57 years old. And I said, well, so am I, and I'm doing it. Oh, well, I would have <laughs> loved to have seen how low his jaw dropped. <laughs> He just about, and I just, and it's funny because I, I look around sometimes and I'm the grandmother that takes the grandkids. And yes, I do have 10 grandchildren, but yeah. Dag on, Starla. <laughs> I didn't do it. I didn't do anything. I just had the kids, I, my kids. <laughs> I know. They did the rest, but still. But I mean, yeah, I'm the grandma that has hands in the air. Let's go on the, <laughs> let's go on the roller coaster. Hands up. Woohoo. Yeah. Yeah. I'm, so, yeah. and the, and we just go and it's. You know, I love to work out outdoors, and so my goal at the end of this year is uh, running a race. It's um, it's a it's called uh, across the years, and it's a twenty four hour race that you run from December thirty first to January first across the years. Oh, twenty four hour race, clever. So, and you don't have to run the whole time. But I looked at it, and there's you know there's people of all ages doing this. You know what? I'm fueled by plants. Yeah, let's go. Yeah, do it. I don't doubt you. Yeah. I don't doubt you for one second. Where is that race? Is that Arizona? Right? Arizona. Arizona. Okay. Yeah, so it'll be warm. I don't. I don't nice. care what it is. I'm still going to do it. <laughs> and you know, and they have the music blasting, so I'm happy. That's I'm great. doing it. That's great. Um, before we let you go, and actually, I want to I want to bring your husband in here um, after you and I wrap up because he's he's actually sitting out in the lobby, and our studio being as crammed as it is, <laughs> I mean, you have a camera two inches to your right, and we just can't possibly squeeze another chair in here. But I definitely want to talk to him. But before we get to him. I want to ask how your numbers were at the end of the study. So when you started your A1C, you were knocking on the door, your cholesterol was up. Mm-hmm. Where did you finish up? I finished up right now. My cholesterol was, I think, 172. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm not taking any medications. Yeah. I don't take anything for allergies. I take nothing for 
um, headaches. I'll get a headache every now and then, um, but it wasn't like it was before I was taking migraine medication. And when you take Ooh. that, you have to take it, and then you have to lay real still and you know pray that you don't barf. Was it an injection? Was it like no. Emitrex or something? It was like Emitrex, that? but yeah. it was under the tongue. Okay. So um, no blood pressure, cholesterol's normal. You know what I take? I take a B12, and I you know take something for hair and nails because I'm a girl. So. <laughs> You can't get this without hair and nails. <laughs> Look at those locks. <laughs> so, but that's but that's it. You know, I'm. I mean, I just like I said, I wake up every morning ready to go. There's not, you know, every now and then I'll get a little sore, and my, you know, my husband's always like, "Well, there's a face of fitness." <laughs> wow, ribbing you. Yeah, I know. We mm. love each other. <laughs> But but nothing. I left, and as a matter of fact, right before I came to the studio, I went upstairs and made my yearly checkup with Dr. Loomis. Outstanding. So, and you're doing great, obviously. Look at yeah. you sitting there, smiling, pretty <laughs> ear to ear, sitting there, 57 years old, doesn't look a day over 35, maybe. Oh, that, thank you. I mean, you, thank you. you That's really, nice. and and as I said at the beginning of the interview, your your energy is just so infectious. Like yeah. you, you are the kind of person that everyone needs in their circle of friends because you are the <laughs> one that really, I think, can just uplift anybody and, and keep them motivated and keep them going when when times are rough, like yeah. what your husband went through. But you well, were just talking about dancing in the infusion room. I mean, Well, that's what you do. I mean, what are you going to do? Lay down and cry or you get to work at, you know, getting better. Yeah. And that's what we did. Yeah. We I there was, you know. Don't tell anyone, but I absolutely adore my husband, and I would do anything. I know, but I would do anything. So it was don't cry, don't make a fuss, don't do whatever. You know, we had our moments, Mm -hmm. but realistically, there were more funny moments than anything. You know, I I named his colostomy Stanley. (laughs) (laughs) Well, I mean, if you're going to clean it up and help out, you got to name it. So he had Stanley, and it was amazing. So we just, you know, we just got on with living life. That's great. And you're still a fitness instructor? I am still a fitness instructor. I am now a board-certified Ayurveda uh, holistic health practitioner. Cool. And starting next week, I start school for holistic psychotherapy. Look at you go. 57 back in school, because what else is there to do? Well, I mean, I could raise a little hell here and there. but uh, I have no doubt. <laughs> I have to, those tattoos say, look out, world. Yes, they yeah. do. Yeah. And so, but yeah, it's, I mean, it's time and I want to be able to help other people, you yeah. know, and, and definitely being vegan and the people here is so supportive and so loving, you know, I, I, I love being vegan, I love discovering new foods, creating new, you know, I love to cook, so creating stuff. So it's, you know. Yeah. Well, I mean, you helped yourself first, and now you're able to help other people. And well, you're, you're just, you're doing really, really well. And it has been an absolute privilege and a joy to have you on the show today. Well, thank you. And if I can leave anybody else with any words of advice, it's like when you're on a plane. Put your mask on first and help those around you. I see. You see? <laughs> Look at you. Words of wisdom. <laughs> That's right. <laughs> Thanks for coming on the show. Thanks for having me, Jack. Now, Rick initially wanted to be in the studio while Starla was on, but we couldn't quite fit him in here. 
This is a tiny space. It is literally a converted broom closet. So he sat out in the lobby and he was waiting patiently. And I am so glad that he did. Because after hearing about everything that he had been through, I knew I needed to speak with him. This man, Rick Maurer, is a true inspiration. And I hope that those afflicted by the disease, if not themselves, a friend, a family member, I hope they will find comfort in his story. So we talked to Starla Maurer, and she was talking about her husband, Rick, who went through this unfortunate battle with cancer. And it was just such an extraordinary story that as she's talking, I'm like, there's no way that we can't also have him on the show. Lucky enough, he was waiting for her out in the lobby. So here we are, flash forward three minutes after she and I finished talking. Rick is sitting right in front of me. Welcome to the show, sir. Thank you. Thank you. Uh, first of Listen all, to you all the time. You humble me. You humble me. Thank you so much. Um, but I am truly humbled and amazed by your story. So I will start by first saying congratulations. Um, because what you went through and where you are now, I mean, that may be the best story that I've heard in a very long time. My hat is off to you, sir. Oh, thank you. Yeah, it was quite an up-road battle, but, you know, I feel battle. Yeah. So talk to me a little bit about, um, and if you could just sit a little bit closer to the microphone for me, um, talk to me a little bit about your diet leading up to the time when you got sick. Were you eating that standard American diet, lots of processed meat, high-fat foods? Pretty much so, yeah. Um, at that point, you know, Starla had gone vegan, right? but I was still sort of eating not quite like I used to. Like in the past, it was always like meat was your main ingredient, you know, in your in your diet, and then you would have like sides for dinner, like you know, vegetables and maybe rice and beans or something on the sure, side. Sure. But uh, when she went vegan, it sort of sort sort of did shift a little bit. You know, I would still eat the meats and stuff like that, but it was more like that was sort of like the side now, and we were eating more vegetables, rice and beans and stuff mm -hmm, like that. Mm -hmm. um, after after I was diagnosed and, and I finally got out of the, the hospital, I did, decided that a major change was necessary. Right. So now I've sort of shifted to that meat, maybe, you know, included very rarely. Mm. Uh, and then I just started gradually tapering it out altogether. Um, I, I want to ask you about that day that you went into the hospital. Starla was saying that it was your anniversary. There was a big dinner planned, um, but... <laughs> alternate uh, an alternate reality occurred and you, and you wind up in the hospital had you been feeling ill she said that you were looking gray how how are you feeling well i really didn't feel too bad until like maybe a few weeks before that i really didn't have very many symptoms you know um i was noticing like these things every now and then in the morning where my stomach would just sort of like churn for just a second and it would go away. Uh -huh. And I thought, wow, that was unusual. And it, and it lasted, you know, every morning just about I would get this, uh -huh. this feeling, you know, and I'm very regular in the morning. So right. maybe that's why. Maybe it was happening when, you know, I was getting ready, to, you know. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but anyway, so, yeah. Um, and then, you know, I started getting these pains like, 
you know, in, in my groin area, and I was like, well, this I might have to have this looked at. So I went into urgent care, and, you know, I thought maybe it was like a kidney or a bladder infection or something like mm-hmm. that. And they said, yeah, that's what it was, you know, and sent me home with medicine. Well, a week later, it hadn't gotten any better with the medicine, and that's when I went into the emergency room that morning of our anniversary, you yeah. know. I was like, I think it's time to go in into the emergency room and maybe get this really looked at. Had that um, churning gotten worse to the point where it was like you were – really in a lot of pain at that well, point? The, well, there wasn't really any churning then. It was just main, main pain, okay. you know. When I would try and go to the bathroom, it was like serious pain, and okay. it was like almost debilitating. Um, my, my pain tolerance is pretty high. Right. Um, so, you know, if I'm saying it's a 9 or a 10, it's probably, you know, for most people, it's a 12 or a 14. <laughs> were, were you yeah. still thinking kidney stone at that point, and maybe the medication just wasn't working, or did you kind of have this gut feeling that something else was going on? I had gut feeling that there were, maybe was something else going on. Okay. Um, you know, I really, like I said, I really didn't have very many other symptoms other than that, and then the pain, you know, when that finally hit, and that was like... The day, you know, the day when I finally was diagnosed with it. Talk to me about when you were diagnosed, that moment that the doctor walks into the room and, and drops that bomb on you. Do you remember that feeling when you first got the diagnosis? I, I do remember that, and it was just like, well, okay, I'm going to deal with it and, and get through it and get over get over with, you know, get it over with and, and do what I have to do. Good for you. Um, and... You know, in the hospital, obviously, you know, there's not much you can do with your diet there. You're sort of restricted to their diet. But when we finally got out, you know, I was like, okay, I'm going to make some serious dietary changes. Right. Um, and, and, I, and I, you know, one thing about it was, you know, I was always active. I used to teach aerobics and spinning and, and, and all the other type of exercises. I was, te- I was teaching weight training, women's weight training for my wife for a while. Oh. So I was always very active. You know, um, and when I finally made the dietary changes, that's when I think things improved so much because I was always like hovering around 250, 260 pounds. You know, I still was holding a lot around my middle, especially. Right. Um, but it didn't really start going off until I made those dietary changes. Sure. And then the weight just dropped off me, like, you know. Um, and after the chemo, when I got out, you know, I was doing chemo for a while. After right. after the chemo, my weight had gone up because they were giving me steroids with it. So I was up to like 284. Five maybe. Whoa! Um, and when I went into the the uh, doctor, my gastroenterologist, I guess, um, t- to look at doing the reversal, he said, "Well, you need to get the weight off." He says, "I can't imagine why you've gained weight, at, you know, from doing chemo." And I'm like, "Hmm." And uh, yeah, and then I just said, "You know, I'm gonna." I I got the the weight. Uh, off, I used this uh, app called MyPlate, mm-hmm. and I just sort of put that on there, and I said, I'm going to be very strict about my diet, you know, and I walk, I was walking four or five miles a day even with that weight on. Yeah, that's that's what Starla was, was saying. Now, w- at what point did you really realize that the plant-based diet was really going to help you in your recovery? Did you and she start pulling up statistics and seeing the studies that had been conducted on the the link between diet and and cancer? Yeah, I I was looking at a lot of the studies. And, you know, like I said, once I put that app on and started looking at what what was in my diet and, and what 
percentages and everything else, I started realizing, like, wow, you know, um, diet really has a major impact on, on you know, your weight and, and how you feel, actually, too. Yeah, you know, sure. How you feel about yourself. Sure. Um, so, uh, you know, once I seen some of the statistics and started using the app, it just sort of started coming off really fast. Right. You know, like, um, probably in the first three months, I had lost 30 pounds. Wow. Wow. And it was just, That's yeah. a quick drop. Yeah. yeah. And then after six months, I was down 50 pounds, you know, and I was back down to, you know, maybe a little below what I, sh- you know, yeah. what I was in the past and what I, where I maybe should have been more. And then it just kept going off until I finally lost about 75 pounds overall. Now, throughout the chemo treatment, she, your wife was also pointing out that while others in, in your group were getting sick, they were in your the infri- infusion room with you, others were getting sick, maybe some were losing their hair. Um, she said that you, you really handled it pretty well yeah it was you know i I just went in the only thing that uh really affected me was you know you have that uh, well especially the the, like the first few times i was in there they were giving me like cheeseburgers and you know chips and all this Mm -hmm. and i'm like i you know it would just make me sick even thinking about it anymore Mm. and one of the things when i was on when i was doing the chemo meats tasted horrible to me all meat? Meats, yeah, meats and cheeses and stuff like that. This, yeah. Interesting. Um, ve- I could taste vegetables and I could taste fruits. Um, I don't know if it was something about just it being a natural plant or something like that, hmm. that, that it, it tasted good to me. Yeah. And it, it really helped with adopting a plant-based diet. You sure. Know? Uh, when you can actually taste your food and it t- actually tastes good to you. Some of the other things just tasted horrible. And, and you know, I would get this sick. I would feel like I was getting sick just going into the chemo thing, thinking about eating anything other than, you know, right. the plant-based. So that, that's when we started going out and getting our own food and bringing it in there yeah. rather than eat what they were providing. Yeah. And, and would, would others in the room start to, you know, get a little curious? They were very curious as, as to why I was doing something good and everybody else was in, you know uh, not doing quite as well as I was and um, I, I actually stayed you know considerably healthy you know just even doing the chemo yeah um, and the, that the chemo you know I was on I guess she told you probably I was on a few day drip afterwards sure and um, I don't know if you ever played the, the Mario Brothers game, uh, The Legend of Zelda, I think it of, was. Oh, back on the original NES yeah. where you had to blow on the cartridge? You That's betcha. the one, and the, your you little betcha. hearts go down, uh-huh. and your hearts go down, and uh-huh. you, then you get to that last half a heart, and it's like beeping. <laughs> That's the way it felt by the time they took me off the, you know, she took me off the drip uh-huh. uh, on that Friday afternoon. And uh, the minute she took me off, my levels came back up, and... Uh, felt felt a lot better, but great, uh, yeah. So I, I and I attribute a lot to that to eating healthy. And um, and you're obviously still on the plant based diet today, and and you look healthy, and you're 100 percent in remission. Is that is that 100 percent in remission? Yeah, actually, I just had a checkup, and all my levels were almost right in the middle of where they should be. The look doctor was sort of uh, impressed with me. Did did you have a discussion with your doctor about this is what I'm doing, and this is why I think my levels are where they are? You know, after he, uh, you know, I told him all the time that what I was doing, sort of, but I guess it didn't really register until this last time when he looked at my levels, and he just sort of sat back and said, so what are you doing? <laughs> and and, started, and I just sort of told him, you know, that, you know, I've gone pretty much plant-based, you know, and cut out what, everything that I've cut out, and he's just, I, I can't believe it, all the levels are like right in, right in the middle of where they should be, so... 
Yeah, I think that that's that's so important. That's uh, that's a big initiative for us here at the Physicians Committee is pushing for doctors to get more education in nutrition while they're in medical school because really it's not part of the curriculum hardly at all right now. So it's really no surprise when people come on the show and they tell us that, hey, my doctor didn't know anything about this. And he was telling me, you know, to eat this and to eat this. And really, that's counterintuitive to all of the data that we have here. And so hopefully by having patients such as yourself, that doctor then, you know, will start to do some investigation and start passing that along to some of his patients. That's the hope anyway, because you, sir, when you walk through the door, you are a walking, talking, living, thriving example of everything that that can be done with, with the plant-based diet, man. Well, thank you. You're making me blush now. But, I can uh, yeah. see you turning red. <laughs> I absolutely, you know, and that's okay, man. Um, but I, I will tell you that you, um, just congratulations. I, I, I mean, I could not be happier for you and, uh, and and Starly. You guys, man, you are you are the kind of people that I would like to go out to dinner with and just, you know, shoot the breeze because y'all, y'all are just a lot of fun. Let me tell you, let me tell you that right now. Thank you. Thank yeah. you. you. So, uh, Rick, you, you are a, a great guy. Again, my hat is off to you. Thanks for joining us on the show today. Thank you. Growing up, our heroes are often famous athletes. Maybe it's a football star like Tom Brady or a baseball great like Babe Ruth. Maybe it's a movie star or a famous singer. But I am here to tell you that today, Rick and Starla Maurer stand taller than all of them in my book. They haven't just conquered a game. They are conquering life, and they are living it to the fullest every single day. And didn't I tell you that Starless Positivity was infectious? If she could bottle it and sell it, she would be a multimillionaire many, many, many times over, and the world would be a much happier place. There's one more part to the story, though, that we need to tell. We can't finish without also speaking with the woman who helped put Starla on this unforgettable path to begin with. Dr. Hanna Kaliova is one of the incredibly talented researchers who spearheaded the study that Starla participated in. Dr. Kaliova, she has witnessed plenty of remarkable transformations and read about thousands of others, but never ever had she encountered anything quite like this. Extraordinary story from Starla Maurer just now on the show, and we could not possibly begin to wrap this thing up. We couldn't tell the whole story without speaking with the woman who was responsible for making all of it happen, and that is Dr. Hanna Kaliova. Welcome back to the show. Hi, thanks for having me. My first question to you is this. I mean, when Starla first walked in the door, I mean, she just oozes charisma. I mean, she has personality for days. What was your first impression of her? (laughs) <laughs> it was pretty cool to meet Starla. She was so excited to participate in the study, and she was like, uh, you know, anxious which group she would end up in, you know. And when she was randomized into the vegan group, which was decided by a computer, we didn't even know. Right. But when she opened her randomization envelope, she was like so excited. <laughs> she was dancing around. 
<laughs> she was giving free hugs <laughs> to all staff. It was pretty amazing. I believe. Have you ever had a patient uh, in one of these studies actually go out and get a tattoo that says vegan on it? <laughs> Starla is the first one. <laughs> <laughs> have there been any other since? Not yet. Yeah. I, I can't imagine. I mean, what just what a character she is. Um, I, I, you know. Okay, so let's let's now. T- I, I'm just I'm just thinking back to the interview with her. I mean, she she's just so captivating. Um, let, let's talk about when she came in and she wanted to do the study. She was telling me that her blood pressure, when it was uncontrolled, was somewhere in the ballpark of 179 yes. over 119. That's pretty high. As a physician, when you have somebody whose blood pressure is that high, what kind of risks are there with that type of hypertension? So the first thing we need to mention, uh, at the beginning of the study, Starla had a lot less energy than than now. Okay. Uh, So, you know, she didn't strike me as a high energy person in in the first place Mm -hmm. when she she first came in. Uh, And it was also due to her uh, medical problems. Uh, You know, she was not only overweight and needed to lose some weight, um, but she also had high blood pressure. She was on two blood pressure medications. Yeah. Uh, and still her blood pressure was too high. Uh, she was on aspirin to reduce her risk of uh, a stroke or a heart attack to ma- make her blood thinner. Mm-hmm. Uh, she was on one pill and two inhalers for her asthma. And also, she had pre-diabetes and high cholesterol that were untreated. Wow. Uh, So, you know, this was like a whole package of all the medical issues she was struggling with. Uh, so her energy was kind of suppressed. Right, right. Okay. She, I mean, I'm, I'm actually kind of surprised to hear you say that <laughs> her energy was suppressed. I didn't think, honestly, that that was even possible. Um, but apparently it is. Um, so she, she comes to you with all of these issues. And um, at what point did things start to turn around for her? Was it pretty quickly after she got put into randomly the vegan group? Uh, she was super excited. So mm-hmm. she followed all these ins- all the instructions from the beginning of the study. Mm-hmm. And she started feeling some health benefits right away. Mm-hmm. Uh, however, the full benefits were demonstrated after 16 weeks of participating in the study. When she lost 25 pounds, she dropped all her medications, um, you know, and she didn't have any problems with her high blood pressure or asthma anymore. And uh, the the blood sugar and high cholesterol completely normalized. You know, here's the thing also about Starla that I find so remarkable is she comes in in such rough shape, but she was a fitness instructor or is a fitness instructor. Right. You know, and that kind of goes to show that disconnect Mm. between diet and exercise. We always hear about diet and exercise. You think they Mm. go together like peas and carrots. But really, I mean, there's such a a knowledge gap between the two that I think that Starla is a prime example of. Yeah, exercise is not the ultimate answer to all your medical issues. Right. Important, but not not. everything um for sure um she mentioned that she suffered also from kidney stones 
pretty typical for somebody that's on a high-meat, high-protein diet? Yeah, exactly. Uh, A high-protein diet increases your risk of kidney stones. Mm. So what I didn't know about Starla before the interview was, uh, and if you want to call this fate, then so be it. She's in the middle of the study. It's her anniversary. It's her wedding anniversary. Plans get derailed. They had a nice dinner planned. Her husband winds up in the hospital diagnosed with cancer. As fate would have it, she's in the middle of this study. And her husband's story is as remarkable as her own, I think. Um, when she tells you this, I, I mean, what what was your initial reaction? Like, you know, I have to help this guy or... You know, what goes through your mind as a doctor when you have somebody who's so passionate about the project that you guys are working on together and she comes to you w- with this news? Of course, she came and she wanted to drop out, uh, drop out of, the oh, stu- wow. of the study. And I said, oh, uh, you know, let, let me assure you, we will give you all the support that you need. And your husband needs you. He needs a proper diet at this point. You know, it's not only about you and your participation in the study. It's also about your husband uh, so that you're able to support him the best way you can. Mm-hmm. And we have all the resources. We will support you. We, we we need to support Rick at this point as well. Uh, so, you know, she agreed and uh, she not only did not drop out of the study, uh, but she took all the materials from the classes and she was sharing them with the nursing staff in the hospital. Oh, wow. She was bringing Rick all the healthy food into the hospital, but also all the knowledge she was gaining in the classes, all the PowerPoints and all the studies. She was asking, you know, can you give me uh, another study on soy and breast cancer showing that soy is good for you? Sure, here's your study. And she was just sharing the studies with the nursing staff. And uh, Starla is a great example of um, the great impact of our research. We don't impact only one specific person. You know, uh, this person who benefits from the plant-based diet brings the diet to their family and friends and influences others, and through them, other people benefit. I've heard uh, the same thing about this show is, you know, we always lock out and we encourage people to share it with a friend or a family member who they think could benefit from whatever the topic is of that particular week. And I, we do get this feedback from people saying, you know, I shared this with my neighbor. I shared this with my colleague. I shared this with my brother, my sister, my husband, my wife, whomever, you know, and, you know, it's really helped. Thank you so much. You know, that's the cool part about yeah. what it is that we do here, whether, you know, it's it's this show or you doing something completely way more meaningful than I could, you know, ever fathom with this little podcast. But, uh, I mean, it's it's really the coolest part of the job, in my opinion. Yeah, absolutely. And it's so rewarding. So you work with these people, you see all the health benefits they're experiencing, and all of a the sudden they start sharing this with their family mem- mm-hmm. members and friends. And uh, with Starla... You know, so she started going to the hospital and we encourage her, you know, as soon as Rick gets back to the ho- from the hospital, just bring him to the class. Right. You know, he needs to learn about nutrition himself. You cook for him, which is great, but he needs to learn about the health benefits of a plant-based diet himself. I want to ask you, one of the other things, um, really everything that she said I found fascinating, but this one particularly struck a chord with me is that 
as he's in this group and you you form these bonds together as you're getting chemotherapy you know it's it's emotional support basically but everybody there is being served cheeseburgers and things like that and as the treatment progresses they start to you know get sick and their hair starts to fall out the things that you typically associate with somebody going through radiation treatment didn't happen to rick exactly rick stayed more or less healthy i'm going to put that in quotes uh and certainly his hair never fell out he was sitting right across from me in the chair i can attest to that why is that have there been any studies done about why maybe that didn't happen to rick versus why this was happening to others who were eating the the standard american diet so nutrition is crucially important not only when you're dealing with cancer to get rid of the tumor but it's also important during the treatment how to recover from the surgery how to be able to uh, take the chemotherapy and uh, you know uh, chemotherapy disrupts uh, the your own cells Mm-hmm. Uh, and the diet obviously plays a key role in how you're able to renew these cells that are being destroyed by chemotherapy. So, you know, if you're putting junk in and you're destroying even more of your cells, uh, you cannot expect any, uh, you know, good outcomes. Sure. Sure. That sounds uh, a little bit, you know, obviously we do a lot of studies on um, the effects of plant-based diets among athletes, and we hear about reduced recovery time. And you're mentioning the same thing on a different scale, you know, somebody recovering from surgery. But, you know, I'm kind of seeing, you know, a similarity there a little Mm -hmm. bit. Exactly. It's about the blood flow and about our ability to renew the cells that are being destroyed. That that is fascinating. And why is it... um, She also mentioned that he really couldn't taste uh, too much of the food that he had been eating before the diagnosis. But when he was eating fruits and he was eating vegetables and these fresh whole foods, you know, he was able to taste them despite the fact that he was undergoing treatment at that point. Why, Why is it that he was able to taste those but not the foods that he had been eating? Uh, it's again about uh, the blood flow and about uh, the uh, ability of the plant-based diet to nourish the cells. Uh, so even with the taste buds, uh, they're completely dependent on our nutrition. Their blood supply is, um, you know, one of the weakest in the body. Oh, really? So, uh, you know, if... And the blood flow overall in your body is not so great. Um, your taste buds will also be affected. So they are one of the first ones that may, um, you know, be influenced with a healthy diet. Wow. I had no idea that the, the blood to uh, to the taste buds was so... And who would, who would guess um, that like a plant-based diet that's supposed to be like plain, you know, mm-hmm. uh, would really enhance uh, your taste buds, right? That's so fascinating to me. That's so fascinating. And, and, you know, as you said, that there have been numerous studies now that, you know, say that plant-based diet is beneficial, not just for lowering the risk of cancer, but certainly, you know, keeping cancer mm-hmm. in remission after you yeah. you fought it and certainly it's beneficial as you're recovering from it um that's that's all fascinating stuff um i i mean you use starla in so many of your presentations now when you go out and you speak and i i, I mean i want to kind of 
end with a fun question. And I want to go back to her tattoo because that is mm-hmm. something that I'm sure comes up in these presentations. I mean, what what type of reaction do you get from people who are at your presentations and you start to talk about Starla <laughs> and her tattoo? I always ask, how many of you are so dedicated? Yeah. <laughs> how many of you have a vegan tattoo? <laughs> and everybody's la- just laughing. I mean, yeah, I, I have no <laughs> tattoos. I love being plant-based. I, I love being vegan. <laughs> I'm not sure that I would get that tattooed, you know, but that's just me. But go hard for Starlight. You know, she told me she's got, you know, plenty of tattoos, but she told me she wants to get a whole sleeve now on her arm. Like she wants <laughs> nothing but ink. She wants to turn her whole arm into a canvas, basically. <laughs> I say go for it. Do you know if she rides a motorcycle? She seems like the type who would. She was riding her bike for more than 800 miles to raise money for children's cancer research. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I, I, what, seriously, what a remarkable one. So, you know, riding a, uh, riding a motorcycle is probably next. <laughs> <laughs> it's, it's right, the natural progression. Uh, Dr. Hanna Kaliova, thank you. Thank you so much. I mean, this is just this is so fascinating. And, and thank you for the, uh, the heads up that Starla was out there and might be a great guest on the show because, boy, I can tell you, she absolutely was. <laughs> thank you. And that is the incredible story of Starla and Rick Maurer. It's one of hope, of love, and of inspiration. It's a story fit for Hollywood, and I dearly wish that someday we will see it on that big screen. Many thanks to Starla and to Rick and Dr. Kaliofa for coming on the show this week and sharing that remarkable journey with us. And personally, I also want to say what a privilege it's been for me to be able to share that with you. Last year, an estimated one and three quarters of a million people were diagnosed with cancer in the U.S. And more than 600,000 people died from the disease. It affects our brothers, it affects our sisters, our fathers, mothers, husbands and wives, boyfriends, girlfriends, our neighbors, our co-workers. It does not matter because cancer does not discriminate. But the good news, the good news is that the National Institutes of Health estimate that by the year 2026, there will be more than 20 million survivors living in the country. Survivors, 20 million survivors. And that means there is hope. Don't ever give up hope. So with that, I ask that you pass the show along. Share Starla and Rick's story with someone who might need a little pick-me-up right now. Maybe they're a survivor. Maybe they're still in the trenches. Maybe it's their friend or family member who's going through it. Share the show and hopefully it will help inspire them and make their day a little bit brighter. And if you are interested in learning about the research that we've conducted showing the positive effects of a plant-based diet on cancer, we have a wealth of resources at your fingertips on our website. Just head over to pcrm.org. And I also encourage you to check out a previous episode of the show that we did. It's called The Meat Cancer Connection. 
And that's where dietitian Lee Crosby and I dive into the many studies that have been conducted on this very topic. And really, some groundbreaking research is being done. We also have the Cancer Prevention and Survival Kit available on the website, along with the Cancer Survivor's Guide, which outlines the best foods for you to eat and to fight back. Really hope that you check them out. And I also hope that you check out some social media. We are all over it. I'm on Twitter and on Instagram, at Chuck Carroll, WLC. That's Carroll with two L's and the WLC standing for Weight Loss Champion. Follow the show as well, at PCRM and at Physicians Committee on Instagram. We're also on Facebook, so be sure to like us there as well. And I've heard from so many of you who have shared your own incredible stories and have made suggestions about things that you want to hear on the show. Please keep those messages coming. I love hearing from each and every one of you. And if you haven't already done so, please go ahead and subscribe to The Exam Room, brought to you by the Physicians Committee. We're on Apple Podcasts. We're on Shoutcast, Stitcher, Spotify, wherever podcasts are. That is where you will find this healthy dose of uplifting audio. New episodes each and every week. And while you're there, please leave a five-star rating and a nice comment. And we cannot thank you enough. So that wraps up the show for this week. For everyone here at the Physicians Committee, I am the weight loss champion, Chuck Carroll. Thank you so much for listening. And remember, keep it plant-based. Plant-based.